Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Friday, January 6th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith. Uh, Friday NHL card with six games coming up tonight. We will break those down in just a sec. But first, we'll look back on a busy uh, Thursday night. Uh, we saw the uh, Flyers get the uh, better of the Coyotes, 6-2 to two in that game. The Flyers continue to play good hockey now. The four-game win streak for this team. Uh, they did not have that. Well, they had a sluggish start, but they overcame it and won 6-2. to two. Uh, Again, that offense has just exploded in the last four games for the Flyers, and they've been trending over the total all of a sudden. took a while, but finally they're getting a bunch of different uh, sources uh, stepping up and contributing offensively, putting the puck in the net. Another good offensive performance from them, and they get a 6-2 win over Arizona. We saw the uh, Seattle Kraken down Toronto 5-1. to one. Uh, Hard to explain it. Hard to wrap your head around how things could be that bad last night for Toronto. Actually, if you watch the game, it was weird because Toronto had a great first period. They were completely all over Seattle. And next thing you know, Seattle gets a power play goal, one nothing. Leafs tie at 1-1. And then the Kraken take the 2-1 lead right after the Leafs tied it. And from that moment, it really took air out of the and wind out of the Leafs' sails. They were never the same after that. Uh, and Seattle ends up going... Uh, winning going away five to one last night over Toronto. Disappointing result for the Leafs. Uh, the Rangers four one against the uh, Montreal Canadiens slash Laval Rocket. Uh, they get the job done there. Rangers team total over cashes. Uh, Alex and I were both on that. Uh, the uh, full game over though falls short just a little bit. Halak a very good performance in net. Actually, Halak is playing better lately for the uh, Rangers. Was very Three solid last night. Yeah, exactly. Starting to play better for them. Uh, how about St. Louis? Great job by Alex taking them on the as an underdog last night. They beat New Jersey uh, by a score of five to three. The Blues definitely offensively no issues. Uh, they have been scoring goals, keeping the puck out's been their issue, but they did enough in that regard to get the win over New Jersey five three. Uh, we saw Washington with a six to two win over Columbus. Another uh, game where we were both on the team total, Alex and I, the, with the Capitals. And they get to six goals. The issues continue for Elvis Merzlik. And like I said, he just needs a change of scenery at yeah. this point. He's got to get the hell out of Columbus. He's not going to get his game back, I don't think, until he gets out of there and gets a fresh start uh, somewhere else. Another productive night for Oshie Ovechkin as well, finding the back of the net. Uh, Washington with that 6-2 win. Uh, Edmonton, 4-2 over the Islanders. Uh, the team meeting worked. Uh, they had a much better uh, performance last night, a uh, 4-2, great 60-minute effort for the Oilers. And even Jack Campbell was good, which we haven't seen uh, all that much this year. A great performance from the Oilers. Uh, Colorado, wow, it's time to start, I don't want to say panic, but it's time to get a lot more concerned about the Avalanche after what I saw last night. You're up one nothing after the first period. You have just this brutal five-minute stretch or so. Actually, it was less than that. Uh, and they end up losing a uh, 4-2, to but they were up uh, – one nothing. Vancouver roars back, uh, takes the lead, uh, and they end up going up three to two over the uh, Avalanche after a two nothing Avalanche lead in that game. Uh, very very shocking turn of not shocking, but just very very disheartening to see the way Colorado's playing. Losing streak has continued for them, uh, even with Nathan McKinnon back, uh, and the losses mounting means Colorado's fighting for their lives now, just in the playoffs. 
So this is a concerning stretch of hockey for the Avs, no question. And losing to Vancouver, who have struggled all season, especially on home ice, is not going to help things for them. Speaking of teams struggling, uh, the Penguins stink right now. I mean, that's the only thing we can say, unfortunately. Uh, 5-2 loss to Vegas. They're not playing great defensively anymore. They're giving up more goals. Casey DeSmith didn't have a great night. But, you know, their offense has kind of dried up as well uh, for the Penguins during this rough stretch. They're not playing good in any facet of the game. And Vegas... Uh, definitely you could tell that team was amped up from seeing Jack Eichel back on the ice. Played a great start for them. They jumped on Pittsburgh early. Terrible start. Penguins dressing room, if you want check out PittsburghHockeyNow.com, uh, great coverage of the Penguins there. Um, they're talking about how bad the start was and needing to get off to a better start next game. We'll see if they heed those words, but they are definitely not in a good way right now, and they lose again 5-2 to the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, I really did like L.A. last night. I have no regrets other than I wish the result was different. Uh, but give Boston credit. Going out on the West Coast after the Winter Classic and they get the 5-2 uh, to two win. They took over in the third period uh, of that game. Swayman was was good. Uh, but more than anything, finally, the uh, uh, you know Phoenix Copley looked, came back down to earth at least a little bit last night in that game. And to be honest, Marshawn Bergeron and Pasternak, you know, where the, the, the perfection line being reunited worked out swimmingly for Jim Montgomery. Uh, they got great night from all three of those players and the Bruins with a nice five to two win uh, as they uh, begin this West Coast road trip in the uh, winning fashion. And I saved the Nashville game for the end. Five, three, the big upset was my highlight of the night, taking Nashville at almost plus 200 uh, on the money line, getting the win over the Hurricanes. And UC Soros with uh, arguably the best goaltending performance of this season so yeah. far. I think it was the best. 67 Carolina shots, and he turns away 64 of them uh, in the victory. And it was just one of those nights where UC Soros raised his game in a big way, and uh, Nashville needed every bit of it uh, to get that 5-3 win over Carolina. So, yeah, Carolina maybe wasn't as sharp with their offensive execution, uh, but they did fire 67 shots, and you got to give credit to UC Soros. Like I said, maybe the best single best goaltending performance we've seen all season in the NHL. Alex, your thoughts on last night? Yeah, that was insane. And I, I kept checking every like site I have on my phone and app on my phone to see if that was correct. 67 shots by the Carolina Hurricanes. And I mean, this is a team, if you probably look back at some of their top 10 highest shot counts uh, for games in a season, they've probably gone five and five in, the, in that span. Like this is a team that has gotten a lot of shots and just had sometimes just bad puck luck or faced a hot goalie. And in this case, it was the latter. Uh, UC Soros, I mean, what a way to celebrate being named an all-star by having a true all-star performance, making 64 saves. I think that's the third most saves in a regular season game in NHL history. So that was huge for, for him and a uh, good confidence builder too. If Nashville wants to try to stay afloat in the West, it's going to rely on him playing as well as he did last night in net uh, for that Preds team. Uh, just looking at a couple of the other games from last night, like I said, Pittsburgh and Vegas. I was really happy with that result. Vegas uh, just coming out guns blazing, getting two quick goals, catch the first period over. That was my best bet on the show last night. St. Louis uh, getting outshot by a near two-to-one margin, but still finding a way to win 5-3. Uh, it was was it Kira Schmidt that ended up getting the start in that. That's something you got to look out for now with New Jersey. They might be rotating three goalies uh, as of now. It's something I'm going to have to adjust with my goalie charts and rankings. But with that being said, Schmidt's just as bad, if not worse, than Mackenzie Blackwood. So there's not much adjustment. If you see Schmidt or Blackwood, the, the adjustment there is pretty much nil. 
So uh, between those two, as opposed to, to Banachek, Banachek's clearly the number one starter there. So those are the three things that uh, really kind of stuck out with me the, for the most part. Yeah, definitely. Congrats on that first period over. Nice to get them quickly like that with the uh, Penguins and the uh, Golden Knights uh, last night. Uh, and no doubt uh, St. Louis was a very good uh, result uh, as well, seeing them uh, get the uh, job done against uh, New Jersey last night. And lots of goaltending uh, conundrums in the last minute. So make sure you're aware of that. And there's one game in particular where there, as of a couple hours ago, a lot of uncertainty in terms of uh, who's in net, who's going to be in playing, who's in, who's out. And we'll get to that game on the Friday card. But at least now uh, with us doing this uh, show at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time, we have a little bit more clarity uh, when it comes to uh, a little bit in the lineup information with the one game in particular. And I'm speaking of Tampa Bay and Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, let's get into the Friday card. We will start with Nashville and Washington. Uh, we've got the Capitals minus 155 home favorites, uh, six and a half being the uh, total. Actually, it's six. Uh, in some places. So make sure you shop around here. Six, six and a half. We've got a split line when it comes to the total uh, in this game. And that's significant uh, because if you like the side or the total that I like, and that's over, you're going to want the six, obviously, as opposed to the six and a half. I mean, Nashville has found their offense. There's no question. Four straight overs for the Predators uh, coming into this game. They scored six on Anaheim, four against Vegas, six against Montreal, five against Carolina last night in that 5-3 win. And really, they're getting uh, Forsberg starting to heat up. Uh, Granlin's been good. Duchesne's chipped in. And more than anything, they've gotten, you know, really nice contributions from everybody else uh, down the lineup as well. So it's a little bit from the third and the fourth line lately as well uh, for Nashville. Uh, Washington bounces back from the 5-4 home loss to Buffalo, and they take care of business against, obviously, a, a porous Columbus team last night, 6-2 to two, uh, in that game. That's now four straight overs for the uh, Washington Capitals uh, as well. And again, with Ovechkin making this uh, wild chase to track down the great one, Wayne Gretzky, for the all-time goal-scoring lead, it's almost like that's got them on the front foot offensively, trying to be a little more aggressive, trying to get Ovechkin his goals whenever they can. Uh, and we've definitely seen the Capitals just in blazing offensive form. Really, the last nine hockey games, Washington has scored 5-4-3-4-4-3-9. Four and six goals in those nine games. I mean, they've gotten basically to three or more uh, in all nine games. So that's why it's very difficult right now to take them under their team total or under in their full game totals right now uh, because they're just finding ways to score. They've beaten Nashville three straight times, although Nashville has had some success here in Washington. In fact, uh, Nashville was on a stretch where they had won four straight in Washington before. The Capitals finally beat them here 5-3 at home last night. It's a tricky handicap because, you know, Nashville looks like they're a little bit undervalued right now. And Washington sometimes is bigger home favorites. We saw it against Buffalo. They, they can, you know, slip up a little bit. But after Nashville had to really hang on and hang on and hang on and face that 67-shot barrage from the Carolina Hurricanes last night, I worry about them physically and mentally tonight. Sometimes when you're up against it and you're trying to defend that much the one night and you got to play second night back-to-back -back on the road at travel as well, you're really going to struggle at times with puck management, turnovers, a little lethargic, little fatigued. Fatigue could easily set in, I could see, for that Nashville blue line tonight. So, you know, I do think Washington will score goals tonight. It probably will be Lankinen uh, in net for Nashville and Lindgren for Washington after we ended up seeing, obviously, Kemper play for Washington last night, and we saw, uh, obviously, UC Saros 
play for Nashville and have one of the great performances of the season. I doubt, I really doubt Soros is going to be in again after that workload last night. So it'll probably be Lankinen. Uh, Lindgren is expected, but not confirmed yet in net for Washington, who are still without, by the way, Nick Dowd might not play again. If he is, I like the goal prop with him. Actually, he is going to return, so that's good yeah. news. And Nick Dowd has played better lately, so get on that tricky Nicky Dowd goal train. Uh, he has been noticeable for the uh, Capitals uh, of late. So we'll get him back. He provides some depth scoring, some punch from the third and the fourth line. That'll help Washington going into this game. I like the over. That's what I'm sticking with here. Over six, minus 120. Each team has gone over in four straight games. And the over has gone uh, seven and two in the last nine head-to-head meetings. And four straight games in Washington with these two clubs have gone uh, over the total as well. So that's what I'm looking at. Goals here with the Predators and the Capitals. Uh, Alex, Nashville, Washington. Yeah, I like Washington here in this spot in regulation. I laid a dollar five earlier today. Uh, you know, the thing with Nashville is that, okay, yes, you had UC Soros with the, the giant performance, but the bad part of that is you you gave up 67 shots on goal in a game, and that's recorded shots, not shot chances. That's uh, called so getting away with one, yeah. Definitely. And so if you, you give up 45, 50 shots tonight to this Washington team, especially Ovechkin, he, he's starting to get on a roll, Dowd returning to the lineup. And, and, you know, Washington's getting a little jazzed up because Tom Wilson might be returning to the lineup at some point in the next week or so as well. This team gets fully healthy, and the one that they're on, they might continue to to uh, to, to stack up, and, and that offense can keep on humming the way that it's been. So I like Washington here. Charlie Lindgren in net, he is definitely now a buy-on goalie as a backup. And I was looking back to his stats last year in the AHL with Springfield and this year in the NHL with, with Washington. He is 40-14-3 his last 57 appearances. That is phenomenal. This is a guy who was kind of casted off, thought he was going to be the uh, the backup there in Montreal for years, and then just seemed like he would be a fringe AHL goalie. This guy's got a serious rhythm now, and it's been going on longer than a calendar year. He's definitely one of the better backups in the league right now, and I think he's worth uh, laying a price with. I'm not going to lay 155. I'm going to knock that down to $1.05 and look at the caps and regulation. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, Cheshire Cat is on to something with Cody. Cody Glass, a good bargain uh, tonight for uh, Nashville. If you want to get a little creative, he scored in back-to-back games, three points in the last four games for the Nashville Predators, shooting the puck a lot, six, three, two, and three shots in the last four games for Cody Glass. Uh, Yeah, I like it. Great bargain. Uh, and he scored in back-to-back games for the uh, Predators. And he's going to be on the number two power play unit. So it's it's not only that he's scoring, but he's going to get opportunity obviously with him moving up to the uh, uh, number two power play unit. I mean, in terms of the forward group, they've only got him on the third line, but he's been chipping in from that spot. Parsonen's worth a look. Novak is worth a look as well for Nashville. If you're talking about value players, hey, uh, you know what's funny? My little sprinkle on Mark Jankowski, because he moved up to the top line. He's from Dundas, just outside of Hamilton. It came through. He scored last night for the uh, Nashville Predators uh, in that nice game. Job that was that. a crazy price. That was <laughs> plus 580 that I nice. got on that. So just And look, he's not a m- much of a goal scorer, but I'm like, hey, he's moving up to the second line. He's in my hometown. He's from Dundas, so let's let's bet it. And it pay, paid off. Uh, yeah, my, I might press my luck, take him again. Who knows? Uh, he's on the second line. Like, he's going to get with Johansson and Duchesne. You know, he's playing with, you know, some of the better forwards on this Predators team. So uh, definitely... I think that's uh, worth a look. Maybe Jankowski can find the back of the net for Washington. Uh, Gustafson, it goes without saying, he's producing consistently from the back end. Uh, Sheary's undervalued a little bit, if you ask me. 
Uh, of course, Ovechkin's just scoring, it seems, every night. It's Ovechkin now just behind Tage Thompson, TNT, and Connor McDavid for the Rocket Richard race as well uh, for leading goal scorer in the NHL. So that's a race that's heating up right now uh, as well. Uh, no question about that. All right, Florida, Detroit. We've got Florida minus 150 uh, road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, the Red Wings, of course, a disappointing result against New Jersey 5-1 at home on Wednesday night. Florida, uh, they played last on Tuesday against Arizona. Got the job done. Not pretty, uh, but they found a way to get past Arizona 5-3 uh, in that game. Uh, the, the Panthers trying to get on a run, but in, I need to see consistency from this Panthers team before I'm ready to lay minus 150 uh, on the road with them. You know, it's been since December the 1st and December the 3rd. That is the last time Florida won back-to-back -back games. It has been that long since we've seen this team put two game, two wins in a row uh, on the board. So that's not exactly what I like to see here uh, out of a minus-150 uh, road favorite. That being said, do I like Detroit enough to back them? I mean, they have just been dominated by Florida. Seven straight victories for the Panthers uh, over the Red Wings dating back to March of 2021. So it's been pretty much all Florida. Detroit, though, is coming off a bad game. One thing we have seen from Detroit in a lot of instances is they play a a, a bad game. You're going to get a much better effort from them next time out. That's been a pretty good consistent of them. You know, they had the 6-3 loss to Ottawa. They took to Washington overtime uh, the next game. Uh, they have the 6-3 loss to Buffalo, and they bounce back and they beat Ottawa at home 4-2. to two. So, uh I, I would still lean Detroit, believe it or not. I just don't like that Florida has got that dominance over them head-to-head. -head. Uh, the Red Wings, I should point out, too, still a little bit banged up uh, on the blue line uh, and still missing a couple pieces up front. It is Billy Huso in net for Detroit, and he's had a very good season overall, but not so much in the last two starts that he's had. Nine goals allowed in the losses against the Penguins and the Devils, uh, giving up five to New Jersey uh, and then giving up four uh, to uh, Pittsburgh uh, before that. So it's been a little bit of a shaky run here for uh, him uh, in his last couple of starts. Uh, but st overall, still very good, but not so much the last couple. Bobrovsky, by the way, confirmed in net for the uh, Florida uh, Panthers. But still, you know, when we saw him last, he played against the Rangers, gave up five goals in that game on 28 shots. Remember, Spencer Knight was in net for the Panthers against Arizona when they beat the Coyotes uh, earlier this week. I don't like what I see here from Bobrovsky right now. So I like over the total a little bit here, six and a half. Not, not my favorite total of the night, but I do like the, the look of that uh, to go over the number. I might even sprinkle on Detroit just small, but again, I, I'm worried about the Florida dominance over them. That being said, that stands out like a sore thumb, Alex, to me in this game, and it's why I'm still taking a small shot with Detroit here. Florida has failed to win back-to-back -back games since December the 1st and December the 3rd. That is a long time ago. That's a lot of hockey without being able to put two good games in a row together. And I'm going to have to see it before I believe it out of the Panthers here tonight that they can win two in a row. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Panthers, Red Wings. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I don't believe we're going to see it tonight. I, I bet the Wings minus or plus 134 this morning. Uh, and I know I'm bucking a couple of, of big-time trends here, especially when you're looking at, uh, you know, Panthers have won 22 of the last 28 meetings overall, 17 and four of the last 21 in the Motor City. Uh, I think this is a, a bad Panther team. I think they're, like I said, I, I believe they're on the collapse now, on their way down uh, to, to missing the playoffs. And I would definitely look to grab 
uh, you know, Panthers missing the playoffs. No, I saw plus 500 maybe about a week ago. That's what I got in pocket. I would look to grab any of that. I think this is this free fall from now until the all-star break. I don't think they're going to lose every game in that stretch, but I think from now until the all-star break, this is going to be the stretch that knocks them out of the postseason run uh, and, and keeps them firmly toward the bottom of the Atlantic division. So I like Detroit here uh, with who's so in that. They've had their struggles as well, but I think they can do uh, enough damage to get the win here at home. Yeah, and uh, keep in mind, too, Florida's won two games since the Christmas break. You know who they beat? They beat an AHL team, Montreal, uh, Laval Rocket, as I'm calling them. And then they beat uh, Arizona in their last game. Those are the two wins. I mean, nobody really of quality uh, right now. They lost to Carolina. They got shut out, and the Rangers beat them 5-3. And that Ranger game, giving up five goals, was the last time we saw goalie Bob. So, yeah, I mean, with goalie Bob in net, like I was on a uh, Jimmy the Bag show earlier, and I was off this game. Uh, entirely side and total, but I said, if it's goalie ball, I'll be more interested in Detroit and the over. And now I'm more interested in Detroit and the over <laughs> uh, in this game here against the uh, Florida Panthers. As far as the props go for this one, um, uh, you're, when you're looking at the uh, lineup uh, combinations here, it is worth noting for Detroit, they have moved up that young prospect the last few games to the second line, Berggren. I think he's a little undervalued. Jonathan Berggren for uh, Detroit on the second line. Maybe look toward him in terms of the prop market. Coolmint uh, Lusterinen uh, is on the second line and getting power play time still. Lindell uh, as well. Uh, some undervalued looks for the uh, Florida Panthers as well uh, in this one. All right, Tampa Bay, Winnipeg. We've got the Lightning, minus 115, slight road favorites. Uh, the total six uh, across the board. Uh, there was a lot of uh, uncertainty about a few hours ago regarding this hockey game, uh, and the uncertainty was who was going to be uh, in for in goal, first of all, for Tampa Bay, because Brian Elliott has had to start back-to-back -back games for the Lightning, which, of course, we know he never does, but he had to on Wednesday uh, against Minnesota after starting the night before against Chicago because Vasilevsky suddenly was ill uh, right before the game, so... Uh, it ended up being Elliott on back-to-back -back games. And there's no telling if Vasilevsky is going to return tonight. He's still being that, – that, that illness is still lingering uh, around him. He's going to be a game-time decision here for this game against Winnipeg. He, apparently, he got through morning practice, which you would think is a positive sign. Uh, but John Cooper said they're still going to wait right till the uh, puck drop tonight to make that determination. So, uh, question mark regarding the goaltender for uh, Tampa. And – for as good as Brian Elliott was early in the year, and a lot of it, though, was he was still giving up goals, and but he was winning games because they were scoring a lot for him. He's had a rough couple of starts here, two of the last three. I mean, the Chicago game was good, but obviously had a tough night against Minnesota on the back-to-back. -back. Uh, and Vasilevsky's been terrific lately. So uh, there is a little bit of a difference if we see Elliott and Vasilevsky. There always is, but even more so now because Elliott's form has dipped uh, a little bit. And then you look on the win, and by the way, Victor Hedman out for the uh, Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning tonight as well. Uh, personal matter is returning home to be with his wife. They're expecting their second child. Uh, and as a result, he's gone back home to be with his wife as they uh, are about to give, uh, she's about to give birth to their second kid. So that's understandable, but that still leaves a gaping hole on the blue line anytime he's out for Tampa Bay. And then you look at Winnipeg, who have, you know, done a remarkable job, Alex, with the record they have, 24 and 14, including 14 and six at home. With key players out, like we've talked about for weeks now, how Ehlers has been missing, Wheeler's been out, Perfetti, who's a good young prospect, has been missing the last few, several games. And all these guys pretty much are back tonight. It is four players returning to the lineup from injury for the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Nikolai Ehlers, 
Blake Wheeler, Nate Schmidt on the blue line uh, is returning as well. Uh, and uh, there's one more. So, yeah, Ehlers, Wheeler, uh, and Schmidt are the big ones for them uh, returning tonight for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Very good sign for them getting much healthier uh, on not only on the blue line, but up front as well. Uh, so this team that was already doing a, you know, admirable job, you know, putting wins on the board, playing solid hockey with the injuries, you know, now they're getting everybody back. So I'm definitely gearing up to take Winnipeg here. I haven't bet it yet. I'm still waiting to see who's in net for Tampa, but that's the only thing I'm waiting on. And either way, I'm not taking the lightning in this spot. The lightning have been ordinary on the road. Keep that in mind. The one concern for me would be that they're off a loss. They've been very good off a loss over the years. But they're playing ordinary hockey on the road right now. This is a 9-8 and eight team on the road. You know, barely one game above 500. You know, before the Christmas break, they, they played a horrible game against Toronto. And then they failed to bounce back the next night. They lost in Detroit. So this team is beatable uh, on the road right now. In fact, the last four road games, their only road win was against Chicago. No offense, Alex, but big whoop. You know, you beat Chicago on the road. Big deal. And then, of course, you lost to Minnesota uh, the very next night. So Tampa Bay's not been beating you know, above average teams on the road lately, you know, they have not. And Winnipeg is most assuredly above average. They're a very good hockey team this season, the way they've played. So I like the Jets here. I'm just waiting to see who's going to be in net for the Lightning. But either way, Jets, for me, minus 105. Alex, a Lightning Jet? Yeah, this is a lean just for me with the over six. Uh, even if it is Vasilevsky and he's over his illness and he's healthy and hell about going for, for the Jets, this is definitely really one of those spots where, you know, we always used to assume probably go under. Actually, the trends have been over. Seven and two, the last nine meetings uh, in Winnipeg, 5-0 and won the last six meetings overall. And sevens have been wild. The team that has won the last three meetings, they scored exactly seven goals. And we've seen at least seven goals scored uh, in six straight. So I'm going over six. I think this is just one way. You know, don't complicate it so much. Because Tampa Bay hasn't been playing the best of hockey. Winnipeg's getting guys back, especially guys on the blue line. They may not gel right away with Schmidt and Ehlers as big of uh, pieces as they are. We just talked about this with a couple other teams like yep. Toronto, for example. So yep. this leans to all science points to over six for me. So. Make it official on the card. I'll go over six. Yeah, that's true. The the synchronicity issue could be – I think they'll be fired up to have him back, but you're right, synchronicity, timing, all of that stuff, is it going to be where it needs to be when you're getting, you know, four players returning uh, to the lineup here for uh, Rick Bonus and the Winnipeg Jets tonight? Uh, that's going to be the uh, biggest question is that are they going to be able to get all these guys back and get the uh, chemistry right away? you know, with all these guys back where they are hoping it is. But uh, no, there's definitely no doubt that they are welcoming all these players back uh, with open arms. There's no question about that when you're talking getting Schmidt back, uh, Ehlers back, Perfetti back. Uh, just a, it's great to see them getting all those guys back in the lineup. No question. Will that chemistry be there initially is the uh, question mark. There are a couple props I like here. And the one in particular for uh, Winnipeg. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers is going to be back on the top line. Perfetti on the second line. Anybody that's returning to the lineup, I think, is worth a look for the Jets tonight because sometimes you are, um, you know, you're in it. You're you're fired up to be back. You want to make that immediate impact. So I wouldn't talk anyone out of props on the returning players. But the one I'm going to highlight for the Jets is the defenseman, Josh Morrissey. I like the, this angle where this is a guy that's obviously worked at his craft. He's gotten better and better progressively as a defenseman throughout his NHL career, and he's finally been rewarded. He's having his best season ever by far, and he has been rewarded with making the all-star team 
for the first time. He is the Winnipeg Jets uh, representative to be in the All-Star game. After that announcement, I could just see him, you know, skating like the wind tonight in this game. First game after that big nod that you're going to the All-Star game. That's big time for a guy that's consistently been a solid defenseman, has now yeah. taken his game to another level. I think he has a good night, productive night. Not like he hasn't had a productive night lately. Uh, you know, one goal uh, against Calgary the other night, and he is on a streak now in the last uh, 10 games for the uh, Jets. I think he's got one, two, three, five, seven, eight, nine, eleven, twelve 12 points in the last 10 games for the uh, Winnipeg Jets from the blue line. So, you know, I think Josh Morrissey, it's almost like it's going to go to his legs tonight and to his skates, that first all-star game appearance. So I, I would I would be surprised if he doesn't have a productive night here uh, in this game against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in this one. It's going to be interesting to see who's going to get more uh, ice time for Tampa Bay on the blue line tonight. It looks like Sergachev will get more more power play time as well. Uh, you're gonna they're gonna ask for more from uh, him in in particular. He's probably gonna be the player that plays a lot more now with uh, Victor Hedman out tonight. So Sergachev with Cal Foot, Ian Cole with Nick Perbix, and Hayden Flurry with Eric Chernak. That's looking like that's gonna be the uh, defensive pa- uh, pairings tonight for John Cooper and the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, Phil Kessel, I didn't, you know, you're right, against his old team there uh, last night, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and sure enough, he found the back of the net. He's been good at doing that too, Kessel. You know, you don't hear from him for a while. Then he plays his old team, and he does find the back of the net. So there's something about that. He gets up for playing one of his old teams. I was going to say, he's got a few old teams to choose from too. Yeah, exactly. Boston, uh, Arizona, (laughs) Pittsburgh, Toronto. Yeah, take your pick. Uh, He's had a few, no question about that. All right, that is the first half of the card. We will be back to break down the second half of this Friday NHL slate right after we hear from our great sponsors, Gramco. All right, whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or on the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. If you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here on the Ice Guys show. By the way, hit the like button. We appreciate it uh, very much here on this uh, Friday edition of the show. 188 uh, live viewers right now. Uh, Excellent stuff indeed. All right, Arizona and Chicago. Uh, Not the most glamorous matchup uh, of the night in the NHL, but it's got a money line and a total, and that's all we need. Uh, We've got uh, minus 110, even money both sides, six the total uh, in this one. it sure as hell looks like Chicago's just tanking for Bedard. I mean, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I mean, and why wouldn't you after just, you know, a great performance in the World Junior Hockey Championship, wrapping up in a gold medal uh, for Canada last night in a terrific game against Czechia. Uh, it went to over, overtime. Uh, and by the way, uh, the guy that Arizona's already got on their team uh, gets the game-winning goal, and he's going to have a pretty damn nice career too at the NHL level. Dylan yeah. Gunther uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I'm sure they're looking forward to having him back. And in fact, he is going to rejoin the NHL team immediately uh, after 
uh, leaving Halifax from the World Juniors. So he ain't going down to the AHL. Uh, he will be here with the Coyotes uh, moving forward uh, this season. Uh, as far as this matchup goes, this is a very fascinating one to cap from a side. It's an easy one to cap from a totals perspective for me, but it's a very tough one to cap from a side perspective because I think Arizona's playing better hockey right now than Chicago. This is a tough spot for them. You know, this is the fourth road game, final road game uh, of this road trip, a road trip they've gone 0-3 uh, on so far, uh, losing to Florida, Tampa Bay, and Philadelphia. They've not been good on the road compared to at home this year, Arizona. That goes without saying. 6-19 and 19 on the road compared to 7-5 and five at the mullet this season. And now they're ending this road trip after three losses, and it's a back-to-back -back situation for the Coyotes uh, after being in Philadelphia last night. And they turn to Connor Ingram uh, in net, which, who is, look, Vimelka's play hasn't been as good lately either. But, you know, I think a product of that is just the team that defensively in front of the goaltender has not been as good the last few games. And if it's not been good with uh, Vimelka, I don't know how good it's going to be with Ingram, who's got a 2-7 and seven record, 4.24 goals against average, 878 save percentage for the uh, Coyotes this year. So it's been a real rough time for him. Uh, this season. We'll see how he fares here tonight against the uh, Blackhawks, who, by the way, it looks like Alex Stalock uh, will be uh, the goaltender for them tonight, as uh, I think there was a talk about them maybe giving Morozik a look. But And I'm not saying Stalock's been great, but he's clearly been at least a little bit better than Morozik with the 2.77 goals against 916 save percentage for Stalock this year. Yet he still uh, dropped his last three uh, starts in net for the uh, Blackhawks, losing to Columbus, St. Louis, and Tampa Bay, and giving up eight goals uh, in those three starts combined. Uh, so we'll see if he can uh, get Chicago back in the win column. I don't know if I can trust Arizona's better, but I don't I don't know if I like them in this spot. Back-to-back, -back, ending a long road trip out in the East Coast, mid-slash-Midwest, and with the inferior goalie, Connor Ingram in net. I don't want to back Arizona in that spot. Chicago has shown they could beat bottom feeders at home, or at least teams that are in the same class as them, you know, the D minus class. And that's what Arizona is. Just like when they played Columbus recently at home, the last game Chicago won, in fact, uh, was a home game against Columbus right before Christmas break, 5-2 on a Friday night uh, as well. So it feels like this is a winnable spot for Chicago. They're the rested team. They're at home. They're facing a team that's struggling to keep the puck out of their own net. And Arizona has been struggling on this road trip. Six allowed to Philly, five to Florida, five to Tampa Bay. That's 16 goals allowed in three games on this road trip by Arizona. Could this be the antidote for Chicago scoring goals? Because something's got to give. Arizona's given up goals in bunches on the road. You know what Chicago's done in the last five games offensively? 0-1-1-2-1. It's been awful. Uh, so something's got to give here. I think this is the night we get some goals from the Blackhawks here in this game. And I think we'll certainly see some from Arizona. That's the one issue they have not had is scoring goals lately. I know Patrick Kane looks like uh, he's going to be out for this game. But one thing I think that um, they've also got some questionables here. Tyler Johnson, the Greek Stallion, Andreas Athanasiu have been battling illnesses. We'll have to see if they're in tonight. But if they get an infusion of call-ups from the AHL, uh, Brett Saney uh, is coming up from the AHL, as well as Lucas Reichel uh, for the uh, – the Chicago Blackhawks. And these are two guys that are lighting it up down there right now uh, in the AHL. So the way I see it, you weren't scoring with Kane in the lineup. You weren't scoring with some of these guys that are banged up in the lineup at NSCU, et cetera, et cetera. It can't hurt that you're going to call up these two young kids from the AHL here, put them in the lineup, maybe spark something. And the one thing you'll get from Brett Saney, 
the one thing you'll get from Lucas Reichel, two guys that are fired up. You know, I'm called up to this show now, to the NHL. I got to show what I can do. And you're going to get them, you know, fl- you know, they're going to be bringing their utmost effort, you know, and high level of motivation to the table to get the job done and chip in offensively tonight. So I like that situation when you got two young players hungry to show what the big club, what they can do. And, and I think that's a good situation maybe for Chicago to break out of some of this offensive doldrums that they've been in. So yes, while Kane is out, Athenasiou and Johnson are questionable. Uh, if these two guys play, and I think they both will, it could be a little bit of a spark and a jolt for this team offensively. So when it's all said and done, I like over six. I'm staying away from uh, the side in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Coyotes, Blackhawks. Yeah, this game feels a lot like that Columbus game a couple weeks ago before the, the Christmas break uh, where the Hawks you know, went in Friday night, rocking crowd, got the 5-2 win against a, a lowly team, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen here tonight as well. Uh, I'm on the Blackhawks. I actually laid $1.15. Seeing the dollar ten now, so getting a better price with that. And like I said, Patrick Kane being out, that that's unfortunate, obviously. Uh, but I think you know the guy's gonna step up in his absence. Taylor Radish, someone mentioned in the chat, be a good goal scoring option. Yep, Look at Philip Kurashev on that second line. Uh and, and Lucas Lucas Reichel. I think Lucas Reichel is the guy who really needs to show the Hawks he can do something at the NHL level now because when you start looking at this team next year and beyond and making moves and they'll have cap space open. Reichel and Kershaw might be two guys who, you know, possibly be used as uh, as moving pieces potentially. So uh, they're guys that need to show their worth now uh, with the big club, and they have the opportunity to do it. So I like the Hawks here minus a dollar ten. I'll, I'll lean with the over at, at six. Uh, you know, I had Stalock not gotten a start, I'd been Morazic. I definitely would have been on the over and probably would have been looking to cash out of my Hawks side. But uh, with Stalock in that, I, I think they got enough going to get the win at home tonight. Because, yeah, the, the Staylock's been decent. He has been decent. Um, and it could be 5-2. 5-2 will work, though, because uh, mm-hmm. the last time they won it against Columbus at home, it was 5-2. So Chicago cashed, and the game still went over the total. I could see that tonight, 5-2, 4-3 Chicago, something like that, and, and the game goes uh, over the total. And like I said, I will look at if I can find props on those two guys, Saney and Reichel, uh, I'm definitely going to be interested. Radish is a good option. Domi might be a decent option for the Blackhawks as well. Even Seth Jones is stepping up from the blue line right yeah. now, definitely. Offensively, mm-hmm. up points, goals even the last few games, worth a look. And Seth Jones for power play points because what they're doing with him now is they're having him start at the point, at least they were, I mean, he will be on the, on the on the back end now, of course, but they were having him start right alongside Kane. And once Kane got the puck, he would crash to the front of the net. That's the goal that he got a, a couple of games ago. And, and so they've been running that play a lot, which I, I really like seeing that. I like seeing four men jump in the rush uh, when having the man advantage, kind of run that old school 1-4 look uh, up front. That's something they've been doing quite a bit. So if you see some opportunities on the power play, uh, Seth Jones might be a, a guy to take a, a shot with. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And they've got him, obviously, number one power play right now uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, and he scored in the last game against Tampa Bay. And again, it was a power play goal as well. And in fact, if you look at the last uh, four games, the two points he scored, both of them were on the man advantage. So get that bonus, if you will. Get that bonus um, 
price, you know, get that better price because yeah. you'll obviously get better prices with power play points uh, compared to uh, obviously just regular point props. So uh, definitely worth a look here for uh, Seth Jones tonight of the uh, Chicago Blackhawks in this one uh, should be interesting here how it goes. As far as the Coyotes go, Nick Ballstead, as I said, Nick Bukestad, uh, he's been better lately. He might be worth a look. Gostas Bear has been their guy from the blue line that's been shipping in uh, offensively for the uh, Coyotes of late. And uh, Nick Schmaltz always, I think, someone to consider for Coyotes props if you're going to go with someone for them. All right, next up as we continue along here, New York Islanders, Calgary Flames. Uh, Calgary minus 215 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. I mean, it's definitely a Calgary spot in terms of they're off a loss to Winnipeg on the road. They're back home. They've got the day off. Islanders are rolling in after being in Edmonton last night, losing 4-2 to the Oilers. Definitely a rest advantage, spot advantage uh, for the Calgary Flames. But here we go again. They're laying a big number, minus 210, minus 215. It's hard to just back this team when all they do is just barely get by. They play nothing but close, tight games. That has been the uh, standard lately for the Calgary Flames. It makes it difficult to lay this kind of number with them. Even the the regulation lines around minus 130 uh, on Calgary here tonight. You know, do you really want to be sweating out this when Calgary's played 3-2, 3-2, 3-2, 2-1, 3-2, and 4-3 games each of their last six? One goal games. You know, they are not winning games comfortably. They're not winning games easily right now. And, and that's concerning at the moment. I think if there was anything that I'd consider, because I did want to back Calgary very much so tonight, but I just don't love the prices we're getting. And for a team that's playing nothing but nail biters, you know, I don't want to be minus 215 favorite or a minus 130 in regulation or even a puck line where they're having trouble winning by more than a goal, biting my fingernails in a 2-2 game with six minutes to go in the third period. I just don't want to be in that spot. You know, <laughs> sorry, I just don't want to be. So as much as I want to take Calgary here, I think if you're going to look at the Flames, and I still might bet this first period puck line maybe, you'll at least get a better price there, minus a half, jump on the Islanders early. Uh, you can get minus a half there at plus 135 for the Flames puck line. But even then, you know, I'm not in love with it because the Islanders should be at their big most energy for this game, you know, at their best early before, you know, the the fatigue sets in and, you know, playing back-to-back -back on the road and the, the way this road trip has gone, Seattle, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, it'll be in the third period that it catches up to the Islanders, not so much early. So it's probably going to end up having me passing this game and maybe just looking at some props it's going to probably be more of a prop game for me. Jacob Markstrom, by the way, confirmed uh, in net for the uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, we've seen uh, things cool off a little bit for our guy who we've been riding quite a bit, Dylan Dubé. He's only got one point in the last five games, so probably pump the brakes on that. If you're actually going to look at someone from the Islanders, I said it last night that he didn't score, but he certainly factored in with some of their the, one of the two goals they scored against Edmonton. But Casey Sezikis has moved up to the top line for the uh, New York Islanders. So definitely something to consider in this game, but really I, I would, I wanted to back Calgary, but sometimes you're just not happy enough with where the price is to be able to back them. And that's pretty much what, what I feel about this game. Uh, what do you think here, Alex Islanders flames? Yeah, it's going to be a pass for me. Like I said, no way I'm laying the, uh, this kind of a price, even in regulation with the flames and the Islanders, they've struggled, lost uh, for the last five meetings against Calgary, lost for the last five on the road. This is, just seems like a kind of an, an ugly spot. If anything, might look for a live over, maybe see this one drop to four and a half. 
uh, you know, early and, and grab that. That's the only thing I would probably lean toward, but I definitely don't want anything to do sidewise. And by the way, three straight overs, believe it or not, Islanders and the uh, Flames. Uh, we'll see if that continues uh, tonight in this one. The Islanders, by the way, four one and one to the over with uh, no rest this year, back to back, and five and one in their last six games on the second of back to back. So they've actually been good in this spot uh, on the second of back to back games. So that's another reason why I'm staying off Calgary. I want Calgary. I, I definitely would. I, I wouldn't look at the Islanders. Jay Stone asking sounds like you want the Islanders. No, actually, I don't. I, I want Calgary. I, I lean Calgary hard, but I don't like the price, and I don't like that they're playing nothing but one goal tight games. Nothing is coming easily right now for the uh, Flames, and that's the way it is with them. That's the way it always is with Daryl Sutter teams, even when they were with the Kings. When he was with the Kings, they were winning the Stanley Cups. Do you know how many games they won by one goal? A lot. <laughs> you know, because just the style of play. So, uh, yeah. Just not ready to get there with Calgary at this price point. All right, San Jose, Anaheim, final game of this uh, Friday card. Uh, we've got San Jose minus 155, a uh, road favorite, six and a half the total. Be aware if you're trying to find this game on TV, whether it's cable, satellite, the center ice package, whatever. This is ESPN Plus tonight, uh, exclusive for this uh, Sharks and Ducks game. Man, ESPN Plus loves these Friday night West Coast shit shows, don't they? Yeah. You know, yeah. Ducks and sharks, sharks and you know some other bat coyotes or something, and ducks you know, and wild or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they just love these West Coast Friday night games. Uh, and uh, ESPN Plus has another one of these tonight. The guy that's doing the play-by-play, I didn't even know he did hockey. I know he does college basketball for ESPN, but Roxy Bernstein is actually going to be doing play-by-play for this. So I've never heard him do hockey before. So uh, that'll be uh, something different. That might be. That's probably the more of a reason to tune in than watching these two teams play hockey uh, right, <laughs> right now when it's all said and done. Um, this one's interesting. Let's start with Anaheim. What do we know about Anaheim? And they're coming off a great win, obviously, against Dallas, right? 2 nothing. Gibson was excellent. But what do we know about Anaheim? They have not withstood prosperity. Winning two in a row has been a problem for this team. It's been a problem all season long. In fact, you go back to their last 80 games, 80 games off a win. That is a huge sample size. The record is 24-56 and 56 off a win for the Anaheim Ducks. So they have not been able to put one good performance together and make it stand up the next game as well. So I don't want Anaheim here. I really don't. And get, same with Gibson. I remember we were re- reveling about how he stole the game against Vegas just recently. Do you know what he did the next start against Nashville? That Friday afternoon game, right before the break, six goals allowed. So, again, he was excellent against Dallas. Terrific game. But he has not put two good games in a row together in net. Now, I don't believe we've got a confirmation. No, we don't have a We do have a confirmation. Uh, we do that it's Anthony Stolarz uh, that's going to be a net tonight for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. So scrap that idea out of the uh, equation. Uh, don't have to worry about Gibson. We It's Stolarz in net. But to be quite honest, 4.02 goals against 886 save percentage for Stolarz. And in his last two starts against Winnipeg and Dallas, he gave up five goals. And in fact, the Ottawa start before that, he gave up five goals. So it's been a rough season for him, uh, for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. So, I think San Jose will definitely find the back of the net. Scoring has never been their issue. You'd think maybe you want to back San Jose, but A, the price is minus 155. I'm not interested. And B, you would think after they haven't played since January 1st, which was against Chicago, New Year's Day, and we talked about that game, Alex and I. We both liked the over in that game at cashed. And that's, by the way, for San Jose now, uh, I think six or seven in a row for them that have gone over the total. Uh, entering tonight yeah seven straight games over the total for san jose 
you would think with the rest, right? They've been off since Sunday. They're playing on a Friday. The time to they'll be rested, fresh, ready to go, ready to play well. Not if you look at the numbers, and Jeff T is hitting on what I'm about to mention. One in five in a back-to-back, or, or with extended rest, I should say, this year. One in five uh, on extended rest for the uh, San Jose Sharks is what the uh, results are this year when they have three days more, uh, three days of rest or more. They are one in five uh, this season. So when they've actually had more time off between games, they played worse. So that, that makes it tricky. That makes it impossible from a side perspective. Because I know I'm not back in Anaheim and trusting them to win two in a row. Right. He stole ours in that, who's given up five and three straight starts. And they've been brutal trying to win two in a row. But I'm not laying a price with San Jose at, or Kakanen uh, in net, who's been Kaka as well. There's another goalie that's had a tough time uh, for the uh, Sharks. And their bad r- record with extended rest, one and five. So I'm sticking to just the total. And that's the easy decision to make is look at over six and a half here in this one. I think I've been on San Jose versus Anaheim over the total in every game this year, head to head, Alex. And they've had some just pond hockey games, six, five in a shootout for Anaheim on November 1st, five, four in a shootout for Anaheim just a few days later, November the 5th. And then we got a little fortunate with the December 9th over because that was the game after they beat Carolina. And I like a chump bought into them after beating Carolina. Oh, this is going to get Anaheim going. They'll beat San Jose and San Jose smoked them six to one. Uh, But the over thankfully got there because San Jose did all the work and the heavy lifting. They scored six that night. So that's what I'm going to look at here. Goals between two teams that I think probably will give some up tonight. Sharks ducks over six and a half for me. Alex, what do you think here? Sharks ducks. Yeah. I've ridden the first period over in the first three matchups and cashed two of those. Also been riding this trend with San Jose now 11 and two last 13 uh, to the first period over and Anaheim, I think four and two the last uh, six at home. So I'm going to go over uh, the one and a half minus a dollar 40 minus a dollar 45. I would play it all the way up to a dollar 50. Honestly, uh, I, I do like this spot a lot. I think we're going to see goals back and forth. Like I said, these are two teams you can't trust defensively. A slight lean to that over six and a half. It's not my favorite play. There's other spots I like, so I'm just going to stick with the first period over. All right, first period over for uh, Alex here with San Jose uh, and Anaheim. I'm just looking back at the uh, previous head-to-head meetings. Yeah, it was 3-2 for uh, Anaheim after one of the first periods, 2-1 Anaheim after another of the first periods. The, the 6-1 game stayed under in the first, but the first two flew over. Uh, in the uh, first period uh, of those two games. So uh, Alex liking the first period over, and I definitely like the uh, uh, full game over here as well. As far as props go, LeBanc undervalued for San Jose. Uh, Barabanov continues to be uh, very undervalued for San Jose as well. And I'm going to stick to someone I've talked to uh, talked about a bunch uh, on this show for Anaheim, and he's heating up, and he scored a goal and an assist and got two points and was in on both Anaheim goals against Dallas the other night, Mason McTavish. He's starting to heat up uh, for the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, he's the best player prop right now, I think, for them. He has three goals and four points uh, in the last six games for the Ducks. He's shooting the puck a ton. Uh, Four of the last, or three of the last five games, he's had four or more shots on goal uh, for Anaheim as well. So Mason McTavish has finally got it rolling for this team he's getting his confidence going and it helps as well and i believe they've been playing him on the top line uh the last little bit yeah mctavish centering the top line with henrique and troy terry so that has definitely helped him out quite a bit as well just getting that opportunity so good prop choice there for anaheim tonight 
Mason uh, McTavish. All right, great stuff. That is the Friday card. Uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Hit the like button. Check out patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Uh, of course, we've got our daily ice guys show betting card posted there. Power ratings, totals, charts, goalie charts, and more. Uh, plenty of bonus content coming up in the year ahead as well. So check it out. Sign up, subscribe, just $10 a month. It is worth it. Patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Yeah, also check out the uh, Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Get 23% off everything for the next three days. We got hoodies, we've got caps, we got beanies, we got t shirts, uh, some really nice stuff. So check that out. That's iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right, great stuff. And looking forward to Kevin Beach as Ice Guys debut tomorrow on the Saturday show, joining me at noon Eastern to break down the massive Saturday card, although not nearly as massive as it's been in the past. There's nine games tomorrow which is not quite as much as we've seen in previous Saturdays, but still a sizable slate tomorrow, and we'll break that down. we got best bets coming up, as always, to wrap up the show. But first, uh, we'll hear from our other great sponsors, Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ice guys that's promo code ice guys all one word i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com using the promo code ice guys you get the performance package 4.0 it is a game changer the lawnmower 4.0 it takes care of this among other things uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit. this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, make uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant. Keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about. And Manscaped.com can help you out with that so make sure you take advantage of this manscape.com get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the promo code ice guys unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped All right, we are back, and it is time for Best Bets here on the Friday edition of the show. Alex, what do you got for Best Bet? You know, I've been torn between these two plays, but I'm going to go and roll with the Blackhawks. Minus $1.10, that's my best bet at home. Uh, playing against the Arizona team that has been just giving up goals left and right. Connor Ingram's just an absolute mess. 
uh, in that Staylock has been the much better of the two options for the Hawks right now. Even without Patrick Kane in the lineup, I expect some of those guys, uh, like we mentioned, Lucas Reichel, Philip Kershev, Taylor Radish, they'll step up and get the job done. So let's go with the Hawks at home. Minus $1.10. That's my best bet for this Friday. Chicago minus 110, a best bet here for Alex in this one. My best bet, two straight days where I've dropped my best bet, even though I've had really good days. So well, Wednesday wasn't good, but yesterday was really good. And unfortunately, one of the losses uh, was the best bet. So we'll see if we can uh, get one here in the win column. Uh, and for me with best bet tonight, I'm going to go to that West Coast game. Uh, San Jose, Anaheim over six and a half. I like that. Uh, I think we see goals, three straight overs head to head this year between these two teams. Stolarz, what's his goals against? Uh, it's uh, over four. Uh, same thing with Kockinen. I mean, two goalies that are struggling mightily right now. Uh, I think you see goals both ways in that late-night affair. Should be a fun one for the ESPN Plus viewers. San Jose, Anaheim, over six and a half. Uh, that'll be my best bet uh, for this Friday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. Uh, a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. A shout out to Jimmy Murphy, who is usually with us on Fridays, too. He's under the weather. Uh, couldn't make it today, but we'll get him back uh, on the show uh, next week. Uh, looking forward to having him back and uh, looking forward to being back with you tomorrow. It'll be me and our debuting Kevin Beach on the show. Alex will be back with me on Sunday and ready to break down the uh, card uh, on Sunday at noon Eastern. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday, noon Eastern. They're always fun shows. A big Saturday card to break down. We'll be with you once again tomorrow for that right here on the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now.